0: Hey guys, welcome back to this Savage the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host Stone Reagan. We're going to dive into uh, our thoughts on the action in week seven, and there was a lot of action going on. Of course, as always, we're recording this before the Monday night game between the Saints and the Seahawks. Um, so we will see how that unfolds, but... Let's jump into uh, our pick for the game of the week, which turned out to be an absolute flop. Um, <laughs> as the Titans continued their momentum, up twenty-seven to nothing at halftime on the Chiefs. Only three points scored by the Chiefs in the second half. Twenty-seven to three, your final. Uh, shocking, uh, obviously uh, the Patrick Mahomes situation. Um, you know is is certainly noteworthy but uh, I don't think any of us could have predicted a 27-3 to uh, final here in favor of the Titans
1: no absolutely not when I picked Tennessee I thought you know just based on how the Chiefs have played this year with their defense and the, the kind of the formula that has led to their losses I felt like Tennessee was a matchup uh, disaster but I did not think you know I thought that was just on one side of the ball I thought Kansas City would work itself out a little bit on offense and not have its Lowest scoring output against a Tennessee defense that, even in their victory over the Bills a week ago, did not look fantastic. It's just it's it's been really messy for Kansas City. You have Andy Reid saying that he's seeing things he's never seen before, which seems hard to believe given how many years he's been in the league and how many different ways teams have tried to defend them over the years uh, using more college concepts dropping guys not not uh blitzing nearly as much but it's just a it's disappointing for kansas city because i I think before this game we kind of felt like they're going to definitely respond they're definitely going to be right back there as one of the top teams in the afc and well i still think they're a playoff team and they have that that uh, capability and offense to go pretty far i think the defense is still really bad that so so much so that the offense has to be perfect and it just I don't think you can rely on that week to week to week. Uh, so we'll see a lot of year left, but man, it's been really disappointing for Kansas City. And how about the Titans, a team that early in the year, um, defense especially, looked just awful. Um, and now you get back-to-back wins over uh, you know going into the season, two teams that people thought would lead the AFC and the Bills and Chiefs. So I know they have that one loss to the Jets. I know they haven't been perfect in some of their other victories, but Uh, Tennessee definitely gaining a lot of momentum, finding their kind of their rhythm on offense. They've, you know, for some of the issues that they had early in the year, maybe it was just so much that Arizona is actually really good, as we've seen, and uh, and maybe they're finding a little bit of a rhythm on defense. I don't know how much we give to give credit to them in this one. I feel like they made some great plays. They obviously seemed definitely engaged but uh at the end of the day i still think it's um on that side of the ball at least kansas city's offense is more to blame than tennessee's defense suddenly becoming a top unit or something like that
0: yeah an interesting game to say the least and my chief super bowl pick not feeling too good about that one right now um as i don't think the chiefs are anywhere near that at this point uh maybe the titans uh, starting to look more and more like that mm-hmm. as the weeks progress we will see on that but uh dylan outpicking me in the titans chiefs game as he's done all season long uh that theme is going to continue as pretty much <laughs> i'm going to have to start picking the exact opposite every single week at this rate <laughs> to catch up um in just complete dominant fashion uh, at this point but uh let's go to our betting locks this is where even if i lose to dylan still feeling pretty good about yes. where things are at on a betting locks as uh, i went with the packers nine and a half point favorites against washington they get it done by a couple touchdowns uh the bigger story for the packers is not necessarily in this game i mm-hmm. think but perhaps uh, the game they're going to be playing on thursday night against the cardinals is Devontae adams uh now on the covet list and um could be an interesting setup for the packers there but this was you know your typical two touchdown win at lambeau uh against you know wasn't i don't know if the packers put up as many points i thought they would against this bad washington yeah. defense but Still, uh, another win for the Packers.
1: And the fact that Washington gained o- almost 130 yards more than Green Bay. They could have easily yeah. scored some more points. Obviously, the controversy around that one play in the end zone with the ball being stuck over the goal line and whether it was a fumble and all the kind of madness on that whole drive. There was like back-to-back plays. It really looked like Washington could have scored, would have made a bit closer game. Was not the case. I, I thought Washington looked better than they have uh, in previous weeks, uh, but that's not really saying a ton. As you mentioned, they they hold the Packers to under thirty points, um, but their offense is still just not being able to capitalize. Still, a team that at two and five has disappointed after you know a division title a year ago. And for Green Bay, I mean, it wasn't the most uh, pretty win, as Aaron Rodgers said after the game. He's, he still was pretty harsh on on the offense's performance and how they've as a whole but you know for a lot of for all the things that can be said about the Packers not looking like maybe the best team of those uh six and one slash seven and no teams the NFC they're still six and one they're still winning games they're obviously gonna have a huge test this week against Arizona um but I think their defense has really started to find themselves um even if they gave up a lot of yards in this one uh, still have been they don't break defense kind of at this point uh, I think they'll only be better when they get healthier i obviously jared alexander's injury even kevin king was out i believe in this game so you had eric stokes getting a lot of a lot of targets and at certain points Terry mclaurin was uh, making a lot of plays but uh, i still think on that side of the ball green bay has improved enough to make up for their offense not being perfect um and like you said yeah with Devontae adams we'll see if he's able to come back uh Depending on if he's vaccinated, I believe if he gets a certain amount of negative tests the next couple of days, he still could be uh, able to play. But, yeah, bad bad timing for them in terms of their one Thursday night game of the season coming the week. They have uh, these concerns because, yeah, obviously uh, you see what that offense can do and uh, when Devontae's in there. And another big day for, for him and the whole team overall. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see that that's going to be probably our game of the week. I know not to spoil anything. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, but it, it becomes a little less intriguing uh, if Devontae's not able to go against the Cardinals.
0: Yep, uh, I think that will be a likely candidate for that choice there. <laughs> on that, uh, your betting lock uh, was pretty much. I mean, like I said, that would have been my second one. That was another pretty obvious one. It felt like the Patriots should beat the Jets by a touchdown, and uh, well, they beat them by more than a touchdown. 54-13. to 13. Um, I can't say I ever thought the Patriots, this edition of the Patriots, would put up 54 points in a game. But that probably says a lot more about the Jets than it does the Patriots, uh, who are just uh, still a mess. But, uh, hey, give the Patriots credit. Uh, they score 54 here and uh, get a pretty
1: easy win. Yeah, I can't say I knew who Mike White was before this game. Uh, looked not terrible, honestly. I mean, given the situation he was put into, uh, but yeah, the the Pats just dominated in every facet of this game on both sides of the ball. Mac Jones looked fantastic, but a lot of guys have looked fantastic as we've talked about <laughs> against this Jets defense. It's just uh, a team that in New England that yeah, we kind of knew at two and four they they were a bit better than that with some of the close losses they'd had to Dallas and Tampa Bay. Uh, still not sure. We'll see the AFC is kind of a (laughs) really after some of the teams at the top end of the AFC. There's a lot of ground between like the third or fourth best team and the 11th or 12th. So maybe the Patriots do find themselves in the field by the end of it. uh, Obviously taking care of business in games like this will help for Damian Harris fantasy owners like myself it was a really welcome day to see him going off even with some of the other guys are able to get into the game uh in the backfield and make plays but yeah dominance and every facet I mean they jumped on them really quickly had some tricks up their sleeve and uh, you know that Bill Belichick always takes a, a little extra delight in <laughs> blowing out uh, the team that he almost became the, the head coach for back uh, over two decades ago and yeah it's just I think it's you know for the Jets now with Zach Wilson out for two to four weeks I think For them, I know we talked about our belief or my belief at least in Robert Sala and what they're going to be able to build long term. But so far, you know, there there are some other situations with first-year coaches, some other bad situations where uh, guys have come in. But they've just looked really underwhelming even with that. I thought they'd still be a bit better on, on both sides of the ball really than what they've been so far. And this was, I know they beat the Titans, kind of a weird game. Uh, but otherwise, the Jets have still been just the same mess that uh, we've been used to, unfortunately.
0: Yep, quite a mess there for the Jets. And uh, speaking of messes, again, the picks roll right along here. Upsets of the week. Um, I decided to go with the Dolphins. You went with the Titans. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, you got both games right, and I missed both games. So <laughs> that is where the lead continues for you this season. I picked the Dolphins to beat the Falcons, who were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, it was the Falcons getting the win, 30-28, field goal time expired uh, another loss for the dolphins who are now one and six just a brutal start for this team that i think uh, a lot of us thought uh, you know could potentially make that push for a playoff spot perhaps not happening uh, as of right now of course there are a lot more questions surrounding what things will look like for the dolphins mm-hmm. uh, with the potential deshaun watson trade and such and again we already mentioned the chiefs and titans but I don't really know what else you say about this game. Uh, I don't really know how good the Falcons are, uh, but I do know that the Dolphins are not very good right now.
1: It was fun to see Kyle Pitts finally kind of used uh, in a way that was very exciting. He was the, the star of this game, made so many big catches, one-handed catches, ridiculous catches, and in, in, uh, in traffic uh, for the course over the course of this game. Uh, the other takeaway: Mike Davis, fantasy owners, man, you got to be pretty bummed about him getting only four carries against his Dolphins defense. And even for Calvin Ridley, uh, owners, it's, it's it looks like it's the Kyle Pitts and, and Cordell Patterson show. No matter who's catching the ball or running the ball, uh, but. Yeah, it, it ended up being, I guess, kind of the game of the day just by default because there were no close games, uh, really, yeah. for the most part. Um, so it had an exciting finish. Tua still, you know, had some better moments in this one against the Falcons team that we know. You don't, we don't expect a ton from that defense. or – but going into the week, ranking is the third worst in DVOA, uh, but then enough other turnovers, and you still see the, the misplays and s- some of the things that just aren't quite clicking yet for Tua. And I know they don't have the perfect offensive line. They haven't had all the their, you know talented, skill position guys on the field at any point with Devontae Parker, Waddle, and, and Fuller. It just hasn't there hasn't been one game I don't believe where they've all been on the field with, with Tua, and uh, it's just it's a, a tough lot. It's kind of been that kind of season for Miami. They're one in six. They've been a not a good foot. Football team but they've easily could have won like three or three of these games especially I think of the, the Raider game in this one so it's, it's been a after that first week one victory where they pulled out the victory over New England it's a lot of real valuation for an organization we thought was going to be in a much better situation at this point for Atlanta you're sitting at three and three and again after those five teams in the nfc at the top you got the cardinals undefeated then you got the packers cowboys bucks rams all with one loss it's all for the taking i know atlanta's three and three <laughs> and there's a long way to go but hey no reason that they can't uh you know with some of the schedule that they have um they got they do have some tough games coming up still but uh, maybe atlanta's a little better than I, I thought at least on offense their defense still i, I have no trust in but uh, even before this week uh against some pre- pretty bad opponents uh, we've seen uh, matt ryan really get cooking and they were honestly lost a coin flip game to washington we could be talking about a four and two falcons team which is pretty crazy
0: yeah that is very good very true um the falcons uh well i don't know teens from atlanta pretty good week <laughs> good weekend. <laughs> teens for atlanta um we won't get too much in well we'll get into that before we wrap up the episode uh i yes. to add a little bit more to that in a minute but all right, our quick picks. So we're going to group these two games together because, mm-hmm. um, quite frankly, they were not very good. Uh, Browns and Broncos uh, back on Thursday. Browns got the 17-14 win. Uh, as we know, um, you know, the Case Keenum uh, game where he steps in for yeah. Baker and, uh, you know, probably going to be the case here. And But uh, really the DeAndre, DeAndre Johnson game mm-hmm. is more like it, 150 yards or so on the ground uh, for him. Uh, not i mean you know it's, it was your thursday night game between two teams that are okay but as we know injuries and such uh factored in and then uh when you look at uh this giants panthers game uh, giants come out and went 25 to 3 well not good for the panthers no. uh and sam darnold and company who uh, you know he goes out pj walker comes in but Darnold's a guy moving forward uh panthers uh, not heading in the right direction after that great start and uh this did not help matters at all here
1: no especially disappointing game here because i think you know after the three no start we we thought they might be in the mix at least uh you expected them probably to lose to dallas even though that game was touted as a, a great matchup uh the viking game was a tough one they obviously almost came back and won that but between this loss and the eagles loss those are the ones that are you know where the state of those two teams pretty disappointing i thought the giants did some good things on defense i thought daniel jones uh, looked better this week than he did against the rams defense but uh and the, it's just overall for carolina's offense it's been it's been bad and you know they bench uh, sam and now they're mentioning these deshaun watson trade rumors and Yeah, it's just kind of (laughs) things change quickly uh, in the NFL, as we know, with a lot of teams and for the Panthers, uh, maybe more so than than any with the state of their team for the Giants. They get a get a victory here for a team that, you know, a two and five has had some closer calls than they had against the Rams last week. They've they've looked better at certain points, but this is definitely the best performance from their defense. Don't want to take too much away from them completely. Uh, stopping what carolina had to offer and then yeah in the other game i was at game five of dodgers braves as well so that was as we know the last game of the season actually when the dodgers uh, won by <laughs> 11 to 2 or whatever the score was uh but i i watched the the game on friday morning on the condensed game got a feel for the, the everything and basically yeah i mean as much as the earnest or as much as we want to give credit to the offense line for for cleveland and they did a great job i think the johnson you saw him running through guys and you saw him making moves and cuts and making plays beyond just what the uh, the line was giving them. So I think it was just a, a great combination of those two points. I think Case Keenan, with that line, we – uh, we've seen him be one of the more competent backups for a while, uh, You know, going back not that many years ago when he led the Vikings to an NFC title game. He, he's been a solid uh, a solid guy to have back there and uh, looked, looked the part at least to, to get the win. I, I thought the Browns missed some opportunities, and Denver also did. Obviously, the, the pick in the end zone from Bridgewater to John Johnson really costly by the end of it, With as, as we saw with how the game ends up playing out. Uh, I think the better team won, but uh yeah, the Browns are really banged up. We'll see how much healthy they can get before a really critical game on Halloween against the Steelers to, uh, to stay in the, in the hunt with uh at a division with the Ravens and, and Bengals there at the top that those two teams have, uh, at certain points looked really good. And especially our, uh, our cincinnati bengals and joe burrow yesterday
0: say the most shocking result of the day was not the titans beating the Chiefs 27 to (laughs) 3 it was in fact the bengals beating the ravens on the road 41 to 17 just incredible uh ravens were six point favorites in this one and uh again i've i've always been high on the bengals as we know especially since the joe burrow era has begun (laughs) but i wasn't this high on them Uh, but my goodness they um they went out and yeah, this was something. Uh, what a performance from Burrow. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase, I just keep laughing when we go back to the preseason everyone's just terrified at this guy dropping passes. Yeah, I know. And we're just wondering, oh, is he ever going to make it in the NFL? Well, yeah, he's doing okay um, for the 5-2 and two Cincinnati Bengals, um, who look really, really good coming out of this game. Um, I, I mean, you know, I I don't know that I'm that concerned about the Ravens. I just think this was one of those games that you're going to see every now and then where it's just like one team comes out and they are just fantastic from start to finish, and it's kind of what you got here with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, it, it was a statement game for them. I, I think we've we've talked about them being possibly on that cusp maybe earlier than we thought because of the defense. The defense has been ranking uh, pretty high going into this week. We're fifth in DVOA. I think there's a decent chance they'll make a jump from there even um, because they looked fantastic for large portions of this game, forcing turnovers, forcing Fourth down stops. Even some of the the plays that were made were, you know, a lot of times Lamar just being Lamar. A lot of uh, Lamar in the first half really did look quite uh, good and had some, uh, you know, tough plays, throws in the run, pinpoint passes down the field that. Uh, were great but the story of the game was the Ravens just not being able to get to Joe Burrow and uh, it still comes down to to Joe uh, at this point with where the offensive line is a lot of times making guys miss I'm just really impressed with how he's been able to keep his eyes downfield despite a lot of the pressure he's been getting and uh, the Ravens were a team that blitzed a lot and they got (laughs) paid a lot uh, against them because Jamar Chase kept getting open or Tyler Boyd would get open CJ Uzama I mean these guys especially Chase though and man-to-man coverage were just beating them so that you saw the Ravens kind of adjust and they just didn't have any Thing, prepared to stop uh what, what Cincinnati was doing and it was just impressive to see obviously some really big plays and broken tackles things like that that contributed to the final score as well as the Ravens just getting aggressive with the fourth downs in their own territory down uh, quite a bit late but I, I think uh, you saw Cincinnati's defense really step up in that second half and the offense converted and played a lot better than we've seen them historically Joe Mixon especially has been really brutal in his career against the Ravens he had a great day but, it, it, yeah, it's, the story has definitely got to be, uh, you know, for how good their defense is, I think it's still Joe Burrow and Chase and their connection and how quickly Chase gets open. Uh, no matter what the coverage is, the man's making play after play after play. And especially on third down, you see how, how much he has the trust with Joe. And even when he's not open, some of the back shoulder stuff they're doing. It's uh, it's uh, The thing about Joe, you know, I know he sometimes gets criticized for his – for his arm, in terms of its uh, his deep strength, but I mean, he gets the ball out early. He sees everything so well for a guy in his second year. We're seeing all these rookie quarterbacks struggle so much this season with anticipating, and he's already got that. It's and it's really fun to watch. And the combination again with that defense, it maybe again they aren't that far off. Even if this isn't you know five and two, they, I think they get the Jets next week. They're uh, going to be riding high. I don't know if they. I still think there's some pieces away, but the AFC is not you know exactly the. <laughs> the the uh what the what the chiefs were just as the the glooming kind of team at the top they're not that it's not really that anymore uh so uh, maybe the cincinnati isn't that far away we'll see when these teams rematch later in the season how it goes but cincinnati in a really good place now with uh, winning their first two games in the division on the road uh it, you know it, it's crazy to think that if they just could have made one of those field goals or were a little bit aggressive uh, in the overtime against the Packers or the end of the fourth quarter, they could be sitting here 6-1 and one with a lot of really impressive wins and we'd be even higher on them. But uh, there's no reason for at this point, I think Cincinnati fans, you're kind of playing with house money. You didn't have maybe expectations beyond just hoping Joe would stay healthy and you, and the offense would look pretty good. Uh, I don't know how what your expectations were for this year. I feel like you're just at this point probably really enjoying watching this team and, and being, getting excited about the, what the future could hold
0: well in a game that game was not close as we know but uh, in a game that was also probably not as close as the score indicated at the end the raiders beat the eagles 33-22 yeah. but uh, raiders were up 32-7 after the, after 3 um and you know the eagles put up some points late there but Derek car 31 of 34 that's, uh, that's quite a quite efficient uh, i think when you look <laughs> at it from that standpoint uh, another win for the raiders and we talk about these teams that maybe didn't expect to be 5 and 2 bingles 5 and 2 raiders 5 and 2 now
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for what Vegas, you know, where we were just a couple weeks ago with all the drama and all the turmoil and and John Gruden being, well, I guess stepping down, but essentially being fired and all of that, you know, we would have understood if, if the Raiders didn't come out insanely strong after that instead you know, not against the best opponents in Denver and the Eagles, but I still think they've looked great. I think the offense has looked really good in both games. Obviously, as you mentioned, I think in, kind of in both games, too, just garbage time, uh, points going against their defenses. I think the Ngakwe Crosby combination off the edge looked fantastic again. Philadelphia, no answers for them. So, uh, stay healthy. The offensive line still hasn't been perfect at all points for Vegas, but they ran the ball really efficiently against an Eagles defense, which has prided itself for, if, if anything, uh, defending the run decently well in past seasons. This year they have struggled a bit more. Uh, but yeah, 5-2. and two. Raiders fans should be feeling good about it. Um, uh, they got some, you know, uh, not exactly the easiest schedule after they face the they get the bye here they get the Giants after that then they get a, a three-game stretch of the Chiefs depending on what Chiefs we get the Bengals and the Cowboys those are some tough games but still sitting at five and two I think you're feeling pretty good you know given how after that loss of the Bears um, how deflating that was and then with everything with Gruden, it, it just felt like everything was going the opposite direction of where it actually has gone. It's only it's only improved, and it feels like the guys are playing fast and free. And even without Waller in there, you looked at Foster Moreau making that great catch in the end zone. But overall, just uh, some depth in this team that. Uh, maybe didn't expect in that certain especially uh, with the playmakers that they've had, the plays, that catches that, say, Jones makes, and it's just been a, a team that also, as we talked about, their secondary, that was a concern last year, and they've they've come together decently well under Gus Bradley. I'm definitely, I don't know where they rank in that hierarchy as I was mentioning with the AFC, where it feels like any number of teams could be in the conversation as playoff teams, uh, going down pretty far down the list. Um, uh, they're definitely in that, in that conversation, and uh, not, again, sometimes Games, but if Derek Carr plays like this and keeps kind of obviously he's not going to have games with that high, uh, that high percentage completion percentage. But I I think he's overall looked still more aggressive, still looked, uh, you know, more comfortable than he has in years past. And uh, he finally has a little bit of decent defensive support at least on the other side.
0: Well, the Rams didn't quite cover the 15 point spread against the Lions, a bit of a grind for the Rams to, to get this one against the winless Lions 28 19. Rams, uh, you know, had to essentially battle back in the fourth quarter to get the win, come from behind win against the worst team in the league. But uh, the Rams are 6-1. Just uh, we, We've seen this so many times before where you have one of these teams that great record, bad record, um, kind of a grinded out type game. And uh, that's what you got here, I think, in this one
1: yeah it was i mean pl- applause to the uh for to the Lions for being so aggressive and as they knew they had to be they had to steal some possessions they did they get they sk- on the scoreboard with 10 points before the rams even touched the ball but by the end of it yeah the rams were able to, to calm down enough still be productive enough they did miss some opportunities some little things here and there where they probably would have wished they didn't settle for field goals uh, they had that third and fourth and one where they weren't able to get it in the second half when they had a chance to, to push their lead back up to at least eight points uh but by the end of it th- they made enough stops Fine. all it took was really one Aaron Donald pressure to force that interception it was still a great play by Ramsey but it, it comes down to Aaron Donald running right up Jared Goff's face and him just feeling like he had to get rid of it real quick otherwise Jared missed some passes he played well at certain points made some decent throw some decent uh, good uh, playmaking that I wasn't expecting maybe from the, some of these lines receivers um, but by the end of it you think of the the little dump off the swift that could have been a touchdown if he puts it on target uh, a few other just misfires that uh, by the end of it end up costing a Lions team that i mean it's kind of been the story of the season they've played a lot of they played tough in certain games they've gotten blown out like you'd expect any bad team but they've played tough a lot of against a lot of good teams uh just not quite enough and for the Rams yeah after after blowing out the Giants you would have liked another blowout win here to build off that um, and see hopefully their, the offense uh, keep moving forward. still think they'll have some things to clean up, but it's a good t- part of the season for them to figure that out uh, And the stretch against the Giants. The Lions, now they get the Texans next week before uh, Sunday Night Football the following week against the Titans, which now suddenly looks like uh really really good game also a little super bowl 34 rematch uh <laughs> 22 years later i guess
0: <laughs> well, hopefully it goes a little bit better for the titans because uh, <laughs> i remember that one clearly and uh well yeah that was uh, an interesting finish uh, for that <laughs> one but no you're correct and speaking of super bowl previews uh well uh, it might not be this situation but you could have two teams here that could certainly make their case mm-hmm. to get there uh, in these next two games of course the defending champions the Bucks, uh, who just completely go out and decimate the Bears as we sort of expected, thirty-eight to three. Tom Brady, this guy just—I'm telling you—he's going to be playing at sixty. Mark it down; <laughs> it's on. We have it on audio here. This guy's just—he's something. Uh, yeah, just complete domination for the Bucks here. And then the Cardinals, um, who continue their streak of undefeated start to the season, thirty-one to five. What a what a score there! Five points for the Texans. Uh, and they drop to one and six, but. I, I, we we kind of joked about this on the last one. Like, who do we think could be able to, you know, fully upset here? Uh, really, between the Lions, Bears, and Texans, it was none of them. And uh, it looks like the Lions had the best chance because uh, neither one of these two games were close.
1: No, these were just abysmal. The, the, I, I You know, props to, to Justin Fields for his attitude after the game and the way he's this whole season when he's had some of these tough outings, how he's responded. That We know that things aren't completely his fault. He was apparently told on one of his, uh, I don't know if it was a pick or one of the throws, or at least he threw into danger, that uh, over the over by the coaches that uh, the Bucks had 12 guys in the field they did not have 12 guys in the field uh, so he was anticipating a flag there in a free play and those kind of things along with just the offensive line falling completely apart you know the backup guard playing a right tackle it just was not going to work out for them and uh, I just again impressed with where who he is and what he has some of the plays he has been able to make out even some of the third down conversions they could have had he had a drop by Cole Komet and just tough plays um, so we'll hopefully for him things will change in the near future as for Tampa Bay I mean just they've just ever since that loss to the Rams they've mostly just kind of cruised they've had some closer games but this one a statement from both sides of the ball against the Bears defense it hasn't been that bad you know they've been pretty solid this year and the Bucks put up a crooked number on them so I think they should be Really happy with where they're at, and uh, they have, as we mentioned before the season, one of the easiest schedules in the in the league just overall. So they should continue to cruise. And yeah, the, the Texans they had that that five uh, we we're joking five run lead early in the game. Kind of kind of weird scores for some of these games. The Giants had that five to the three lead at one point. Now yeah. uh, this one was five zero. Uh, it was not going to last. I'm glad that Kyler was able to get back in there. That kind of looked awkward on that one hit. He had a couple of misfires after that hit in the first half, but. Uh, just too much from from them on both sides of the ball i think again as we've talked about recently is the the defense for arizona which again ranked second going into the week and dvoa they might jump the the bills uh for number the number one spot uh we'll see after this week obviously the texans not the most uh intimidating opponent but they still put up another fantastic performance uh couldn't it be you know, more impressive what they've been on that side of the ball it's that combination that AI, you know, you know, for a seven and zero team that could have dropped that game to the Vikings, I, regardless of that, man, they're right there. Even if they were sitting at six and one with all those other teams in the the NFC, I'd still think they might be the best, just because. Of the balance, um, which the Rams have some some good, really good games on defense week to week. It hasn't been perfect. Same with Tampa Bay. I know they've had injuries, but the Cardinals' balance on both sides of the ball makes them just uh, you know they're a really really frightening team. And and all these NFC uh, playoff games that we're going to eventually get to, I think this could obviously change, but. I do anticipate those top five teams probably being in the field somewhere, and they're all going to beat up on each other, and just more for fun for us to watch uh, these matchups over the course of the year. I was Hoping next by Thursday that Devonte Adams is in there because that Packers Cardinals game, again coming up, I, I think that's a huge measuring stick game for for Arizona before they get three three uh, you know three to four games against pretty kind of weaker opponents with the way that we've seen uh, the outings from the Seahawks, Niners, and, Car- and uh, Panthers lately.
0: Well, we do wrap up with the Niners and the rainbow Bowl. Uh, 30-18, the Colts win this game. A sloppy mess, to say the least, uh, in terms of the conditions. Uh, but uh, Colts get the win, and uh, yeah, just, I, you know what I'm going to say. Like, I I think it's a good win. Nice win for the Colts going on the road. Niners, as we've seen, have sort of dipped back yeah. now at 2-4. Um, I... I don't i still feel like i don't know what to make of the colts just yet even though they're three and four now but mm-hmm. um yeah that's just kind of where things stand i think coming out of this game which was not the best sunday night game as we know
1: no coming off the bye even though i picked against the niners i was expecting a, a better effort they had you know they started out hot they're running the ball really well against indianapolis in the rest of the game outside of that one quick drive where they scored another touchdown they were pretty brutal um it was just I, I know with with Jimmy G some of the things were uh, you know you feel like you can win with him, but maybe he's not the guy that carries you. Maybe there's some truth to that. But the Niners still for all the issues I had with injuries last year, I know they've had some this year, but nothing quite on that level. There just isn't that excuse uh, factor. And I know I, I picked the Colts. I, I thought they were going to come in here and have a chance to win because I thought that Carson Wentz has been playing better. I thought he had another really good game. He, he did throw some underthrown balls that worked out in his favor with the PIs. So he missed some throws. He had a, a really awful interception. Uh, in the red zone but otherwise thought he played a, a pretty good game it made, made some great reads just sees, seems like frank reich is actually uh, elevating his game maybe not to the we're not going to see that mvp level carson wentz but if it, if it's this level the colts have a, a shot to get into the postseason at least if they don't blow that game to the ravens they're feeling really good at this point our big big second matchup against the titans coming up so uh, a big measuring stick game for them but to go into that atmosphere uh, uh, you know there with all the the weather and everything that we believe the Niners will be able to do running the ball and be able to to win that game and have the efficiency they had running against San Francisco I thought it was really impressive Um, and the Niners right now uh, man again as I said disappointing to come out of the bye with that look I know Darius Leonard said after the game on that first drive some of the misdirection stuff in the run game was really throwing them off and he was really glad that the Niners went away from it I don't know why Uh, you feel like they would have seen the success and not uh, deviated or at least at halftime made those adjustments and Got a little bit away from the running game overall for San Francisco. I thought at certain points, um, and as obviously in that division, doesn't get much uh, easier for them. I, they get the the Bears next week in a game that I promises to be pretty ugly. But after that, they get back to back weeks against the Cardinals, Rams. They got to wake up quick because even with uh, even with those last two spots in the NFC seemingly being completely up for grabs, so much season left, uh, they need to find it quickly because they have not, they just have not delivered the kind of performances we expected from San Francisco coming into the year.
0: Yep, uh, we'll see what happens uh, for the Niners here moving forward, but the Colts, as we said, moved to 3-4, and four, uh, although Titans seem to have a pretty good grasp on AFC South uh, at this point. But uh, there are some thoughts on the Week 7 action, like we said. Saints and Seahawks uh, yet to play, which you will know uh, how that unfolded. Uh, when you listen to this and uh, hopefully if you're someone who plays fantasy um all all i'm asking is please root against alvin kamara and and dk metcalf that's all i need Uh, in the family league dylan i'm up about 59 points i think uh but those two i'm worried kamara's gonna he's gonna go off for like 40 and uh (laughs) maybe just need Gino to have a bad game for Metcalf that's uh I'm not asking too much here I don't think but um we'll I'm, see I'm with right? you
1: I, I'm facing Metcalf in one league but I'm up by 50 so as long as he himself doesn't well. go for that and uh we should be okay I have Kamara in our league uh, in the clutch points league but I'm I think I'm sitting pretty there, by up by 20-some-odd points. So I'm all for him having an off week and finding it next week after he's not facing you.
0: Yep, We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But, uh, again, be sure uh, to check everything we've got going on over Clutch Points, still. And, Dylan. of course, uh, lots of coverage, I'm sure, not only of the NFL, NBA, yes. but of the World Series, which uh, will feature um, the one and only – atlanta braves the national league champions for 2021 I, I wasn't sure if you heard about that i just want to make sure you knew that that was the case
1: oh i knew I, I know and i'll be rooting for the braves for sure in the world series yeah we'll have that in the in the clutch points app you can follow all the world series games we have our our full betting prediction preview for the whole series we'll have uh predictions uh, and breakdowns of every single game coming out in the clutch points app and the mlb section in the app as well as on the dot com side you can also click on fantasy football on the, on the clutch points website for all of our uh our by the time you listen to this tomorrow you'll be making your waiver claims we have our waiver claim article ready to go tomorrow to pick for all your best pickups we have our other article going over the best uh, guys po- possible drop candidates and then beyond that we'll have our uh, stardom system recommendations coming up so you can go to fantasy football there click on NFL section too if you want to read it we have a lot of takeaways for every team in the league from the games yesterday coming through over the next couple of days before we move forward to the next week and yeah a lot also all the coverage on the Devonte Adams situation just hoping at this point uh, we'll be able to see him on the field um, before this next week and obviously the trade deadlines only uh, by the time you're listening to this a week away it'll be uh, next Tuesday so uh, tons of tons of rumors tons of different things tons of trade uh scenarios that we've been looking at as a possibility the Rams trading away kenny young today definitely something i was shocked to see um and we'll have all that coverage continue to clutch points
0: yep check it all out there and be sure to uh subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use just search first apps fast you can find us there and uh, that is all for Week Seven in the NFL. And as Dylan said, check out everything at Clutch Points. And uh, thank you as always for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on Stop Podcast.